Welcome to Get to Gnosis, a podcast brought to you by the Gnosis Builders team. Get to Gnosis explores Web3 topics in a bite-sized way, while showcasing the best of the Gnosis chain ecosystem. I'm your host, Chantella Wamoyi, and I'm excited to bring you the latest insights, expert opinions, and discussions on all things blockchain. In this episode, we'll be diving into token distribution and payroll. Today, we're joined by Vadim, manager partner at Coinsender. Coinsender is changing the way businesses and individuals send and receive payments. With an incredibly user-friendly platform, multi-address transactions are just a click away, enabling swift and hassle-free cryptocurrency payments. Hi, Chantel. Hi, community. I'm good. Thanks for having me. That's actually a nice day in Alicante today, and everything seems to be running fine. Alicante is on my list of places to visit. That's a good idea. I would love it if you could give us a quick intro into your story about how you got into Web3. Sure. So I believe since 2014 or 15, I was kind of into general ideas of blockchain, mainly around Bitcoin and Ethereum, I guess, by that time. That was kind of a long journey since I became a part of a great software developers team in 2019. I got deeper into topics of blockchain, Web3, and besides the other domains we were covering that seemed to be bringing in some amazing opportunities with it. And that was also interesting to me from a while ago. Okay, super cool. I guess it's time for us to sit back, relax, and get to know this. If you could describe Coinsender in your own words, like what's the story behind it and to where you got today? I would say that Coinsender is a token management tool. So which originally, as I mentioned, we started as a software developers team. Uh, we were supporting some of our partner projects from other countries, working on some interesting things in the enterprise sector, doing customizations for projects with Oracle, SAP, mainly SAP at that time, Salesforce too, and other things. And literally during our own process of work, some of our guys used to receive payroll in crypto. And we just spend a huge loads of time processing manual transactions of salaries. And that was actually the same problem that some of our partners at that time faced. And so actually in cooperation with our long-term partners, we decided to start the project and we were granted for our launch and bootstrap. So pretty much that's what we did. We built a simple tool for distributing token transaction, the multi-address via single click. So basically until now, it's one of the key features and all use cases that it's actually applied to are built around that. So you go to the tool, you open it up, link your wallet. We support Wallet Connect, MetaMask, Coinbase Wallet, and you put the list of addresses, names of recipients, amounts that you want to transfer, or you upload it in an Excel format. And you go ahead and take the required transactions, click to make a transfer. And obviously before that, you choose networks and tokens you want to do the transaction in. And you go ahead and click the transaction and it goes ahead. Pretty much smart contract takes it the required amount and distributes it. So it's very fast, very simple. And it, it's only limited in amount of transactions by each network it supports. So generally that's the problem we try to solve and that's how we got there. But 
as of now, we are also building numerous features. You can add custom tokens already. Uh, there are features for NFT claiming, NFT distribution, also multi-address and other uh, customizations we built for different use cases. It seems like you guys are very centered on X and really building like an intuitive platform that's easy to use and easy for companies to pay their staff, but really for like people to send batch transactions on chain. Pretty much. And playing around that particular feature, we found out that there, there is actually a huge variety of use cases it can be applied to. Okay. We are thinking of building it into something more user-friendly for game fi sector, particularly for game guilds to be able to distribute their gaming NFT around their networks and around their users. Besides that, we do a lot of DeFi features like scheduled payments, recurrent payments, creating your own token, you will be able to soon. The other thing we build is we are, I would say brainstorming at the moment in terms of our options that we can bring value in affiliate marketing industry, since it's moving much into crypto, people spend a huge amount of time to process the required transactions manually to webmasters. And besides that, one of the key customizations for our platform that we are looking at is a centralized version of it uh, for enterprise sector use for accounting and human resources. I guess this is a very interesting thing. Us coming from enterprise background, we were looking very closely at the problems, numerous problems accounting accountings are facing in different global enterprises. And I believe that bringing the power of blockchain and all the advantages we can get on the project and on the particular functionality, we can solve these problems and speed up a lot of things. You mentioned that you're going to come out with this centralized platform. And I think it's, it's interesting. And I think it'd be good for our audience to highlight the key differences between both. That, that actually makes a lot of sense and centralized version will be accessible via login and password, like kind of regular thing. I mean, there will be a whole lot of headache to, you know, put employees of global enterprises to work with MetaMask or, you know, do some decentralized stuff, which is kind of good and general for me and you, but so we want to not only grow in web three, but also onboard new uh, users with some valuable knowledge, with some great skills and so that people to not only associate blockchain and cryptocurrency with trading or whatever, but yeah. they can actually solve their problems with it. And this customization will involve custom invoices, some analytics for each of employees, some user roles. There will be also some human resources features. Probably we're thinking of making it decentralized, making it stable, making it accessible, unhackable, very secure, and a lot more features there that we can bring with blockchain. For institutional clients, they're always a bit slower to move. So a solution like this really does kind of broaden their horizons into Web3. So I think that it's, it's interesting the way that different projects onboard different types of user. And I think that coming out with a more centralized platform right now for these big institutions really does help do that. And also allows them to dip their toe in like the pool of, of Web3. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You are very much right about long story of onboarding of any legal establishments or any kind of management matters take usually long with this kind of huge entities because these are usually huge machines that work by structure, which are 
sometimes low and depend on so many people. But again, as I said, we've been dealing with this industry for a while and we have pretty great partnerships with some huge names already in consulting okay. sphere, local as well as global leaders of the industry. And that's, you know, that's something that we know how to deal with and make it work as fast and as fast as possible. Amazing. While we're talking about institutions, it's hard for us to ignore what's been happening in the crypto news in America over the past week, especially with the SEC. And I understand, you know, we are ultimately we're trying to build like a new digital world. We are trying to change the way that the Internet works. But there is a lot happening in the U.S., and we all know that we can expect ripple effects all over the world from what's happening with the SEC. So I think, obviously, as a token distribution platform, how are you guys handling regulations and compliance? Well, as of now, we are at the early stage, I would say. We've just released a few months ago our first public release version, and it's mostly being used by users who participate in particular quests or other community activities we arrange. So I would say we aren't that huge yet, but we already have that in our mind. And the key problem here was there are a lot of things, actually. One of them is knowing your customer, but keeping this decentralized culture around the platform. And in most of the use cases, we trying to apply to. We plan, obviously, to expand the legal team around our team at the moment to deal with regulations in countries where we will be focusing at, where, where there are already particular understandable regulations and it's better now than it was later. From our point is we definitely will have to work on access to, of our platform at some point to make sure we do not go against any legal requirements in any of locations we are accessible from. Best case, we will apply to, like, we will upgrade and adjust to it. Worst case, we'll just limit the access, which is also the case. Unfortunately, sometimes it's, it's whatever needs to be done to keep the rest of the platform alive. So yeah, that's the, that's the reality of it. And as I said, one of the problems with KYC, we want to, we want to stay decentralized, but at the same time, we cannot, we cannot avoid the requirement of, to know our customer. Right. So in that case, we just need to, you know, take a great, strong look into the modern day solutions, technical wise. For example, in our case, we are thinking of implementing DYD solution, such as Polygon ID, for example. And we are thinking of being, being outside of touching any kind of document or being responsible for checking it or whatever. We are not trying to go with it. We're trying to keep it mainly decentralized. So I believe all of the problems that will pop up maybe within next few years or whatever that will take should be approached in the same way and trying to keep a balance between great ideas of all the culture of blockchain and decentralized and web three world. But at the same time, it should be safe and legal and compliant to whatever structures and measures we comply with as a society. I think it's especially hard at this time because we're at the bottom of the bear market. And I think any time that you are subject to market cycles, I think you're told 
to try and take your emotions out of it. But I think this type of action just breeds kind of fear into the community and it's turning people away. But the thing is, there's still a lot of projects like Coinflander, like Gnosis, that are building regardless of the regulatory tension that we're kind of in right now. So I think we have to keep building and you have to stay ahead of regulation that's coming into play. We've been operating in a kind of a gray area, but it's hard at the same time because we're building technology to kind of take over the system, but we have to fit into the system. So (laughs) it's a hard, it's a hard trade-off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely great to be early force for that because I believe we are, as you correctly mentioned, we are the tough times right now, but it's never always dark. So definitely that will finish. These hard times are actually filtering out the current competition around projects like us. Like that, that's amazing to integrate with great ecosystems like you guys. We have you already amongst our other networks we support like Gnosis and we plan to build more together also. So there are a lot of advantages that we can bring despite the fact that bear market or whatever regulations come at us. And I'm pretty sure that if we can stand long enough, that's when the good time come and everything will be fine again. So I would say that's kind of my high level vision of how it will be within certain years. I, I checked you guys out. You're available on 11 chains right now, I believe. And you've launched your MVP and your MVP kind of exists in the payroll space. So I was just wondering, are you planning to stay in the payroll space? Or are you planning to kind of expand? Definitely, we are constantly expanding. We are over 20 chains definitely at the moment. Oh, wow. We are constantly growing. We also expand our functionality. So some contracts, we are in the process of adding other networks that we support. However... The key idea is definitely to grow and expand. We are constantly seeking for new partnerships. We stay, you know, we keep this agnostic kind of chain agnostic vision of it and we move according to it. There are a lot of great opportunities coming with some young projects and we're definitely seeking for some more places where we can bring. We are very much open for any network implementations, for customizations, for particular requirements. If our platform can be adjusted somehow by any needs. We're very much happy to get a call, you know, discuss it technically, business-wise, you know, think it over and build something together, maybe in private, maybe in public. Like, we are very much open and I believe that's one of the keys to our success. I think that being available on multiple chains and supporting a range of crypto, different cryptocurrencies really does support the multi-chain vision that I think a lot of us have. People use chains to different things. In terms of the centralized world, world, I believe that our key goal is becoming the ultimate token management platform. We want to become the access to the blockchain world because whatever you do related to Web3, most of the times it's related somehow to token management, building new tokens, creating new tokens, distributing them, claiming, minting, staking, and each network got its own tools, which are different tools with different features on it. We want to be the ultimate platform to bring the whole range of possible widely needed features for token management, for using blockchains, for using networks, bridges, swaps. As you do this and as you continue to grow and get more users, I think one 
thing that, well, I mean, everyone in the space is kind of concerned with security. And especially when it comes to like distributing tokens, especially for distributing large volumes and large amounts of tokens, I think this is particularly a concern for users of maybe your platform, but also you yourselves. That's actually a good point and question because that's, that's been genuinely a problem for the industry. If you take a look at statistics for hacks for last year, there's been terrible, like a lot of a lot of cross-chain solutions, a lot of DAX, a lot of centralized exchanges. There was a lot of hacks and a lot of tokens and funds and tokens were actually stolen. And so again, at that point, we come with our advantage of being a software development team <clears throat> before building CoinSender. And one of the things that pushed us for building CoinSender actually is supporting a huge variety of granted projects, early stage startups, applications, the centralized platforms with our technical expertise. And obviously in our team, we have about, I would say seven, eight extremely experienced blockchain specialists with knowledge of Solidity, Rust, some different frameworks and knowing the whole structure of how it should work, consider like including smart security, smart contract security and other process of security in general. We generally check that all the time. We use it ourselves and that's the number one. <laughs> At the same mm -hmm. time, we are planning uh, numerous security audits of our contract that will be also publicly announced when it's done. We definitely consider that as a potential problem and we are ready to struggle with it. We have our own team taking a closer look, plus we will have a variety of third-party audits to be done. And so we will probably publicly release it soon. I want to deep dive a little deeper into how Coinsender works, because I think you mentioned the recurring payments. And I think for a while there was a bit of like friction in terms of like developing the infrastructure around recurring payments that you don't necessarily have to sign for. I'm not the technical guy, but technical wise, our amazing blockchain specialists and not only blockchain, but software developers we have with us helped us link in these solutions and ways to solve it in real life. And we have a custom approach to it, I would say. You've launched your MVP. I, I know that you must have got feedback from your initial users. And I think what's been the most interesting piece of feedback that you guys have gotten so far? Some of the use cases I came up here as an example earlier came from mm -hmm. some of the feedbacks we collected. We try to stay very much in touch with our users, with some of our partners that use our tool that pay salaries internally or do some token drops, some awards around some quests using our platform. We very much stay in touch with them because we try to take a closer look at what people have to say who actually have their hands on experience using our platform. That's very important. And that's the main, the most interesting comments are usually about are usually about the experience that could be improved because that's what we can take into consideration and optimize. Mm -hmm. I guess to round off this podcast, I think I have a, a spicy question and it's actually around, it's around token, but it's around CBDCs. What's your view on CBDCs? Our specialists are taking a look at Euro problem because there are a lot of USD options and varieties working a lot with European Union. That's a very interesting topic. 
I would say this is the key problem to come up with perfect architecture to it. And our guys are actively investigating the problem and we are also looking for optimal ways to solve, solve the issue of having centralized banks analog somehow without, you know, attaching to some centralized point. There's a lot of discourse around CBDCs and do they threaten decentralized cryptocurrencies and can the two coexist together in the same kind of financial ecosystem? Because I think every so often I see like a government has come out with a CBDC. I think there's quite a few governments that are launching them. I mean, I apologize for interrupting. I, I, I just wanted no to say that talking about more general analogs of, of in the centralized world, what particularly CBDC is, is more about centralization itself and it doesn't cover the culture, which it, everything has been rising on all these years and all that time. It's still, it's still regulated by particular governments and it's the same currency, cryptocurrencies, like something different. So that's the key that we are actually exploring. We have a massive anonymity culture when it comes to Web3 and crypto. And I think, yeah. well, essentially CBDCs eliminate that and they eliminate that, that core ethos. And I think that's why a lot of people are afraid of them. I don't know if afraid is the best word, but I also, I also think that while we have like central banks bringing out these digital currencies, I think they will still face the adoption issue because CBDCs are still cryptocurrencies. They're just centralized ones. Will it get to a point where we're forced to use CBDCs? They phase out currency as we know it, like fiat currency as we know, it, and then everyone has to use CBDCs. I don't think it will be much different from having digital banking, what we have at the moment. So, I mean, mm. it will be very similar in terms of practical use case. You can talk a lot about how that much of a cryptocurrency is, but the idea on which blockchain and cryptocurrency idea grew before, like these points on which this idea grew, it's actually completely abandoned by CBDC idea. It's generally the other way of issuing, instead of issuing paper, they issue in digital tokens, which they can now because blockchain exists, but that, yeah. that pretty much doesn't change the game a lot from my point of view. It's a nice, a nice little segue that we just had. I'm really excited to see what you'll be developing at CoinSender. And I would like to know what's the thing on your roadmap that you are most excited about? Oh, I would say we got some great and interesting partnerships announcements coming soon. Pretty big names around and we get in some new integrations, implementations, new features. I would say we are very active in terms of public announcements and social activities, social network activities, particularly social media. We try to stay our, keep our, keep our community updated and have the latest information. So we post everything constantly and you are very much welcome to take a closer look at the Twitter, Telegram, Discord, we got it all. And we post pretty much all of the interesting things that we are coming up with. But I will just say they're interesting and staying too, and I will not say anything exactly to keep it a little. Uh, no alpha for our listeners? Well, I would say some of 
amazing features coming through this year. And next year we are planning on releasing our own token. So this is kind of top of the iceberg I can cover. Thank you. We always like to have the exclusives on the podcast. So thank you for that. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Get to Gnosis. We hope that you've enjoyed our deep dive into token distribution, payroll, and also a little bit about CBDCs. As always, we aim to make complex topics in the Web3 space more accessible to all listeners. And we hope we've achieved that today. We encourage you to keep exploring the Gnosis ecosystem and all that it has to offer. And we look forward to bringing you more exciting content in the future. Don't forget to subscribe to Get to Gnosis and follow us and Coinsender on social media. All of our links are in the description. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep exploring, building, and getting to Gnosis.